Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with Chaudhry. I hope you're safe and well. Welcome to the first of my new series, which is called Reflections and Forecast 2021-22, where I'm sitting down with experts and leaders across life science and pharma to get their views on how 2021 has gone for them and get their thoughts and predictions for the coming year. And I'm delighted to join me as my first guest of the series, uh, Louis Hendricks, who is founder and CEO of Global Value Web. And he's based in Texas. So, Louis, lovely to see you. How are you? Uh, hi, Rizwan. I'm uh, doing well. Thank you. And uh, thank you for having me on this uh, series. I really appreciate that. I'm um, uh, doing well. Hope you're doing well as well uh, as such. Um, I remember last time actually we spoke, I think I just had my second shot. Uh, <laughs> so I'll let you know, I just had my booster. All <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I hope you're okay then off the booster. I know I was worn out after the booster. Actually. I, I, I wanted to go I, to sleep continuously. This time, uh, I didn't have so much issues, I have to say. Uh, and I was forewarned because this time I have the Janssen vaccine and uh, yeah, I was forewarned by other people that it might be tough, but uh, it didn't do much uh, to me, unlike uh, the, the previous one. Um, so um, all good to talk about uh, where we have been and where we are going to. So look for, looking forward to that. Um, fantastic. Give a global value app in a nutshell. Uh, I, I think we are a value chain enabling companies spe specifically becoming very strong in life sciences. Uh, we really are uh, looking at the end-to-end -end value chain for that industry, research, development, operations. But I, I think in uh, 2021, we have extended our view what we talk about the patient-to-patient -patient value chain. You know, the life sciences industry serves the patients. Eh? That's how it should be. And uh, in 2019 already, we made an effort to go in real-world data, real-world evidence, and we started to talk to hospitals, we started to talk to academics, and we have been developing that type of services. And I'm very happy to say that that has become a true reality in 2021. Uh, better relationships, really making progress, also with innovative companies in the Netherlands, getting involved in European-funded uh, things for the African uh, market uh, and it's all about uh, helping to get that data from patients organized and analyzed and then connected it into the life sciences uh, industry. Brilliant. Uh, so for me uh, that really makes us uh, go in the 40 patient to patient value chain uh, what we do now and how we are moving forward. Brilliant okay so how would you describe 2021 in one word and why? Uh, well, we, we've been in a very unique uh, situation, I, I would say. So I think uh, yeah, to me, it's the year of confirmation. Uh, and for the whole company, I think it is. Uh, we are a small boutique shop, right? We are 120 to 140 people in that range somewhere. We have a good growth uh, organically uh, still. We still go word uh, by mouth. We are working on a change uh, for that. Uh, but the, uh, our main clients uh, wanted to validate our experience. They have done so in 2021. Uh, they already did an audit uh, in 2019. Uh, and, and now we went to a major process in uh, 2021, which took a lot of our time. But it also sharpened our pens, our thinking, uh, really thought, think about how do we describe our value proposition as such. And out, out of this whole race, we came up on top. 
So, and our competition these days seems to be the big boys, but we are the boutique shops and we just know our stuff very well. So, Good. 2021, year of confirmation. Right, we're okay. The, we're the right one for the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. So, how has the pandemic impacted the business this year? I mean, obviously, 2020, it was more of an immediate impact. A lot of companies had to adjust to it. But 2021, obviously, people had experienced the pandemic already for about nine months and, and readjusted their business. So how have you, has your business adapted even more so this year? I, I feel that the industry is responding to the pandemic much more and that uh, the industry is leaping forward on automation. Uh, of course, we serve uh, so far uh, big pharma, uh, but, you know, we do value chains, right? And the value chain doesn't stop at the door of a big pharma company. Actually, a big part of the value chain is an extended value chain. Uh, so the CMOs, the CDMOs, the CROs out there. And those are often companies that don't have the bandwidth and the financial reach that the big pharma has. But they started to invest. I think uh, maybe the pandemic has helped them to shell out money to buy technology. Now they need to call us to make the technology work because technology is only that. It's about data, data, people, data, and process, and then the technology. So I, I, I've seen this year uh, a lot of interest for our services, our company, what we do, because companies realize we buy the technology and then this wall of data comes. Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that leads to quite nice to our next question, which is looking back at the last 12 months. And so what are some of the key, key achievements that have stood out for you from your business, business perspective? Yeah, besides this confirmation, which is by far uh, top number one, I, I would say uh, one interesting thing that we did. We did two webinars uh, this year, first time that we ever did it. And they, uh, one we did on the pharmacopoeia monitoring, uh, pharmacopoeia compendium, uh, which was very interesting. It's a very specific spot across the value chain. And of course, any change in the pharmacopoeia can impact anything across the extended value chain. So it's a very interesting service that we had. And we work with very good professionals from the US market. And this time, we, uh, one of the gentlemen we work with, Mark Wiggins, uh, we had a first webinar. It had a very good outcome, very good interest, and it makes people more and more aware. This will trickle into the future years. Uh, I'm just looking at what are all the change ages into the value chain. And the compendial is, is high on the list. See, not the only one. There's probably five or six on the change list, but the compendial are very high. And it got a lot of interest from uh, people in the industry. The second one, we did a webinar on the laboratory master data enabling. So what's going on more in the QC, QA uh, environment sure. and the necessity to set up uh, your laboratory master data correctly. Uh, I was very fortunate uh, to have uh, Marcus Data from Roche involved in that one. Uh, I know Marcus from the European Compliance Academy. Uh, he's an excellent uh, trainer in that space. Uh, you know, in this industry, it's all about uh, being compliant and meeting uh, 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 that outcome so that you can bring a quality product uh, to customers. And uh, having Marcus on board there and uh, listening to how our people enable uh, quality laboratories, uh, quality control laboratories, and having the discussion with the industry raised a lot of interest. So you've got a lot of uh, demand coming out of that, uh, and that's going to spill over again in, in, in 2022. Right. Okay. Now, 
from your perspective, looking at the industry over the last 12 months, I mean, what developments have you seen or stories and trends that have particularly stood out for you this year? Um, maybe I'm a little bit uh, biased or so what I see, but uh, obviously what I see is this huge investment in uh, lab systems, uh, LIMS, ELN, etc., with companies that didn't do it before. Uh, so companies that are starting now on a journey that the other big farmers already started 10, 15 years ago, actually why they knocked up on our door 10, 15 years ago. Uh, so that's a big trend. Um, I think uh, uh, another thing that is a little bit outside of the industry that not everybody is yet aware of, uh, but that's why I have an orange mug and it says all this portal. It's, it's the secure data exchange that needs to happen in each value chain. Right. If, if you want an extended value chain to work and you have your people, you have your data, you have your processing, you have your technologies, your technologies are sort of siloed in, but they need to communicate across the extended network. So what do we do there? Well, in my uh, uh, network, I, I work uh, in quite a lot of, uh, how say it, uh, industry bodies. Uh, so one of the industry bodies that I'm a member of for a long time is Connect Once. And the right. reason why it is called Connect Once, you want to connect once. So there we have been thinking about the global interoperability framework uh, for, uh, for quite a few years. And uh, my friend Chris Wells from Overs Portal is really a thought leader in that space. And uh, there's something called the global interoperability framework, the GIF. And that really has progressed extremely well over the last few years with Chris's guidance. And currently there's a pilot going on in the US. It's actually a pilot in the financial domain with the Fed, local Fed and the business payment coalition is involved in the US. Um, I see this evolve to other industries and uh, there's already a great example in the energy industry. It's working just fine. And you can secure uh, confidential data in a very secure way. Well. That's very important for life sciences, right? And life sciences communication exchange is horrible. Uh, so that's an underlying current that value is right uh, at the door right now. And I see huge potential for that uh, in, uh, in the years to come. And we as Global Value Web want to play an additional key role in that because if we provide people across the value chain, we provide innovative technologies across the value chain, then we also need to contribute to the exchange of secure data. So we will be an access point into uh, the life sciences uh, highway, information highway, if you will, in the years to come. Very important trend. Right, okay. And one question I was going to ask you is that looking back on this year, I mean, are there any issues you think the industry could have done better and how? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, I, I think the industry uh, runs as fast as it can, uh, because at the same time, you know, the, the life science innovation is also going very fast, right? So a genome, uh, CAR-T, uh, continuous manufacturing, there's all kinds of other innovations on top of uh, data innovations and technology innovations. Uh, so uh, I think what the industry can do better is, is work more in industry bodies to enable that collaboration. 
so if you want to advance the co uh, connectivity and the collaboration between big pharma, uh, CROs, CDMOs, and CMOs, uh, I would like to see those companies more together in industry bodies. And this time I'm going to talk more the Pistoria Alliance. Uh, I, I, I thought that Allotrope had a huge opportunity to be the thought leader there, uh, but it didn't happen. And I compare that to uh, other uh, industry bodies in the oil and gas world, etc., specifically the energy world. And uh, I think that's the industry is still lagging there. Right. Okay. So that's so interesting. That is something uh, uh, maybe we can do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can. All right. Well, now that's 2021. Let's look ahead to the coming year in 2022. So, again, looking at it from an industry perspective, what are your sort of thoughts and predictions for 2022? Uh, globalization. Uh, yeah, might be a counter trend. Of course, there's going to be geopolitical uh, views on that, on, on where to put your quarters uh, as such. Uh, also, the things will be brought closer uh, back. So, manufacturing moving back uh, to the Western world uh, is something that will happen. What is the drug manufacturing in the future uh, as such? Uh, I, I think. Uh, where the global network has been uh, moving towards like uh, design houses in the one and supply comes from the other side. I think we see a much more distribution uh, of that. So we have research development and manufacturing going on fair more uh, distributed by the end of this decade. Eh? Uh, the change has to happen yet. Uh, and I think uh, that, that that is a trend that coincides with the uh, finding the new innovative drugs and uh, basically better marketing the drugs that are already in the market. So we will see a lot of reshuffling from already marketed products. We need a much better collaborative network for that. And we see the emergence of uh, all kinds of new drug product innovation uh, across various spots in the world. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, from all of that, I, I think we will see a much more uh, evenly distributed life sciences value network uh, to emerge from 2021 to 2029. Let's take it, give it eight years. Yeah. Right, okay. And and looking specifically, I and mean, you've sort of touched on it already in, in terms of your previous answer, but looking at specifically in your business areas, what do you see as the key developments in, in the next 12 months? Yeah, because I'm a end-to-end uh, -end value chain uh, person and I'm not specifically going into uh, the stovepipe. But in the end, I am going to some stovepipes, but I make sure I make the connectivity end-to-end. -end. So uh, we will see, for us, we will see quite a big uh, growth in the laboratory enabling because of all those companies that are now installing their names and, and what have you. Uh, so the data needs to be organized. I also feel there's uh, some more advanced technology needed in that space. So I'm also working on yet another technology value partner. You know, we have a technology value partner in lifecycle management. We have one in uh, artificial intelligence. Um, uh, we have one actually in manufacturing intelligence, etc. We've got uh, quite a few interesting ones and there's a new one coming up. I cannot say much about it, but the paperwork uh, we expect to be signed in January. And it's very exciting. Uh, it, it, it goes beyond uh, the laboratories. It, it really follows my thought about end-to-end -end value change. That's why I'm so excited about it. 
so that also allows us to connect those technologies better to our customers. So we put our mind to it to make modules that make a, make a difference. Uh, so uh, GVW over the next few years will uh, also be more seen as, as, as bringing technology to our clients, not only the talent, not only the data, the people with the right mindset and organizing the data, but also inject really those pieces of technology. So that, that's what's happening at our side. One more important one actually is science as a service. We've really been working very hard on science as a service. What is science as a service? Science as a service is we as a company take responsibility for your drug product portfolio and that we put scientists on it that take the ownership and drive that end to end. So it's not easy and there's a lot of trust required, uh, etc. Uh, but you have to keep working on it. And we've been working on it for many years. We got a good start a few years back. We've seen a good growth in 2021. And uh, we have actually some more breakthroughs. So we're also going to do a science as a service in the biotech. Uh, so I'm expecting quite a lot of that. Why does that matter? Because in that research development operations, it's those people that know a lot about uh, those product information. And you simply hook it on, right, to the product. Uh, and that way, uh, you, you teach and learn the people that are working across the extended value chain uh, to get a better understanding for it. So I'm very excited uh, to see uh, science as a service also grow. Uh, one more development I am expecting for next year is also uh, to be more foot on the ground in, uh, in, the, in the US market, uh, because uh, COVID has kept me back in Europe for 22 months, to be exact. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we, we're going to give a bit more attention to the market and uh, we've got good talent, good networks, good connections. Uh, so it's all about connecting people across the globe. And uh, I'm very excited about that, to, to see that growth there. Brilliant. Uh, lastly, last but not least, also to the hospitals, eh? because we really have very uh, interesting things that are we, we're currently signing up uh, to do uh, real-world data analytics. Well, look, as always... To- it's always uh, interesting. You always have loads of great info to share with everybody. So thank you for giving your thoughts on that as well. So one last thought then. So summing up, what would be the last thought you'd like to leave viewers watching this interview today in terms of 2022? I, I would say uh, let's make this the year of collaboration. Let's, uh, let's make this the year of focusing back to the people. I also have to say that because I haven't been in India myself for uh, also uh, longer than 22 months and that's most unfortunate I think the first year 2020 we all scrambled and made everything work uh, successful uh, 2021 is uh, securing our position get the confirmation I think uh, internally 2022 is, uh, is going to be the year uh, to reconnect uh, with our people internally because our people make our company work right and I think a lot of companies will be doing that in, in, in the coming year uh, because uh, we're all tired a little bit right of the zoom <laughs> you're over zoomed uh, if you will so uh, meeting people face to face again is great I had uh, the opportunity to have a first event just a month back in Basel uh, Basel, Switzerland. It was very good. I actually made some good connections there that results yet in some other things. And uh, I, I, I need to... Uh, it cannot all be done through Zoom. Yeah, we can do a lot through Zoom, but there's, there's a certain touch that is missing. So reconnecting to people. 
Yeah, well, let's hope so. You know, I mean, I, I was hoping actually that with the latter part of the year that was beginning to happen. And I attended a lot of live shows myself personally. But obviously, with the advent of Omicron and other variants now and travel restrictions, it looks like we might go back into a sort of a, a lull period like last year before we come out of it again, hopefully sooner rather yeah. than later. But yeah. well, well, Louis, all I can say is it's lovely to see you again. Thank you for sharing your thoughts both on this year and your thoughts for next year as well. It's lovely to see you. Viewers, if you'd like to know more, where can they get more information, Louis, if they want to know more about the various things you've been talking about? Globalvalueweb.com, global-value-web.com. Uh, I can be found on LinkedIn, Louis Hendricks, uh, Global Value Web. Uh, you can uh, send me messages or so, and uh, you probably find an email on our website uh, as well. And I would love to speak to people in the industry that want to expand and co contribute to this easy flow and life sciences uh, value network. Uh, that's the space that we're in, and I love to work with people that have the same mindset. Fantastically. Well, look, thank you very much. I wish you, hopefully, when this, this will go up before Christmas, if it doesn't, then if you're watching this in the new year, this may not make any sense, but uh, I wish you a fantastic, happy, safe and healthy festive season and a new year as well. It's been lovely to see you again. Thank you so much, Rishon. Happy uh, new year already uh, in ahead of time. Merry Christmas and all the best. Thank you very much. And there you go, viewers. I hope you found that useful. Uh, maybe do you agree with Louis in terms of his thoughts for 2021? What about his predictions for 2022? Whatever your thoughts are, feel free to share them in the comments below the video. I know Louis would be great to hear from you. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about what Louis had to say as well, and whether you agree or disagree. Um, but what I'll say to you now is uh, have a fantastic festive season. Stay well, stay happy, stay safe. Have a fantastic new year. And until next time, as always, stay well and stay safe. Bye-bye.